By the way, man, I want to give you something special. Something I won't be using that much now that I'm getting married. Is it your Xbox One? Even better. Is this what I think it is? Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Oh, watch the suit, man. <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine. I just need a minute. <laughs> On second thought, I'm gonna take that back. I'll see you at church. JR Cigars, ditch your best, man. Keep your password. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday night. This is Smoke Night Live. Thank you for uh, joining us. This is episode 320 of Smoke Night Live. Jordan, I won't do the joke. Uh, I won't do the joke tonight because Jordan said, Eric, don't do the joke anymore. We've done the joke too much. I'm not even going to say what the joke was, but we're not going to do the joke well, anymore. I want to know what the joke was. Just know that I hate it. Yeah, just, I, we can't do the joke anymore. It's over. But this is episode 320. I'm sitting here with none other than my good buddy, Emmett Malone, blindmanspuff.com. Emmett, how are you? I'm super. Thanks for having me. It's been a while now. Yeah, you've, you've had a... A, a bit of a go? Yeah, I've been off the grid for a little bit. With, been uh, off the grid? <laughs> Not actually, that sweet, sweet COVID. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been great. But at the same time, uh, Blind Man's Puff was at TPE, as was Cigar Dojo. Yes. Uh, so uh, I don't want to uh, you know, take up too much time about TPE, but I will say, uh, for those watching Smoke Night Live, that TPE was, it was a very good show. I know Zane and Kevin were there for you guys. Yeah, I had some pretty massive FOMO not being there myself. But, I can uh, imagine. I, s- I sent some team members to cover <laughs> it. So, You guys were there in spirit? Yeah. Well, you were there in spirit. I was spirit. there in spirit, Your yeah. team was literally I there. I was watching your live videos and crying in my basement. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but on tonight's show, um, we'll get into TPA real quick in a second. But just so folks know, on tonight's show... Uh, we will be talking with Juan Lopez of Gurkha Cigars, yeah, good guy. and uh, we'll be talking all things Gurkha. And in the second portion of the show, our weekly top three will feature the top three actors that could play Juan Lopez in his biographical movie, if there ever was <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. such a movie. So we'll get into there. But let's talk real quick about TP. There's one thing that I want to talk about, Jordan. Mm. And Scott, so Scott was there in our studio audience. Scott was there. Scotty. Scotty. Uh, they, they had an incredible party, uh, industry party. And it, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, there, it was in a beautiful location at the Sahara Lo- Hotel. There was a pool. There was an amazing band. But it was so friggin' loud. It was. Of it course. was <laughs> loud. Would be an understatement. Loud. <laughs> is it just because you guys are old now? Okay. Or? All right. So now, now we're getting into the meat of okay, this topic. This is the issue. The, it, the 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 meat of the topic is. So here's the thing, when you go to a when you go to a concert, right? You expect it to be loud. You're going there to listen to music. You're going right. there for the specific intent of standing there. Like kind of, you know, like at a con. I, this is why I hate concerts, Emmett. Because at a concert, you you have to like kind of pretend you're dancing a little bit, you know. <laughs> like, it's like, and that's just not who I am. Like I don't. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't move. <laughs> I don't. My body doesn't move in those ways. I just I 
I just stand there. Like whenever, whenever I go to a concert, I always end up next to that one like super drunk douchebag that's just like <laughs> running into you. And that like, that is Scott. Ah, he's he's the guy. He's, the guy. Uh, he's that guy. Hey, 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 I can In see that. Fairness, totally. There is only video evidence of Randy. Yeah, that's so, true. There's video evidence if of Randy no doing. There's no video everything. evidence of me. It didn't happen. That's true. Now, so here's the thing. I what I don't as much as I love the TPE party. Yep. I would assume that you can, you know you go to these parties so that you can like talk to other people. Yeah. You know like you're there it's a part it's not a con- I didn't go to see the cover band. Well it was like a decent cover band, right? Like What the cover band was fantastic. Well, so where yeah, where's the balance? They I were fun- but I but like I wasn't like, "Oh, like did you get tickets to go see the cover band <laughs> at the show?" No, like I don't even I don't care who the cover band is. They were and by the way, the cover band was great. They played like all like Late '80s through '90s, like indie kind of oh, stuff. Oh, that's your jam, right there. Yeah, like you know, there was some Billy Idol, uh, all that kind of in excess, like like uh, uh, Suicide Blonde. You're probably watching right now. They, I think, the lead singer was like from Australia, so like they did an amazing in excess cover. Nice, but it was so loud that I, I, I talked to like guys from every every brand, and they they'd come up to me like, "Hey, Eric, how you doing?" And I just I'm doing so good, <laughs> and they were like, and they would like, they would tell me like all this interesting stuff. I had no idea. Right. I had no idea what they said, Emmett. Well, I feel the same way about like clubs and bars and stuff. Like you, when you're young, you go there to meet you know people, and you can't can't have a conversation. Like I, I know that makes me an old man too, but I get it. I, I, I get. What I you're kind saying. of can give it to the clubs a little bit because theoretically, you're 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 going there to dance, right? Mm. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> but I, I hate in you know cigar. Cigar lounges and stuff. When they're trying to bring in that club atmosphere, I'm not yeah. trying to go to a cigar lounge to dance. I'm gonna go smoke and have a conversation. Right now, but Jor- du- Jordan, during all of this, I sort of had like an epiphany, and I don't know <laughs> if everybody's already realized this, and I'm just the last one around to it. But this whole super loud uh, event thing is actually could theoretically be a feature, not a bug. What? They they know they know we, you don't like it. Uh, but they're doing it to help you because you're going to this giant thing. You're going to meet all the guys, you know, everybody from the industry, and you can't possibly have conversations with all, all these guys. There's just no way to do it. There's too many guys. We're all in the same area. So they have this music so loud that you come in, and then you see a guy, and the music's loud, and you're like, hey, ah, and then like, you're like, we can't hear each other. And then you just, and you just walk out into the next guy. And then the same thing happens. You're just like, oh, my gosh, it's loud. So, you know what? And then you saw everybody at the party. You got to see every single person. You didn't have to have a com- an awkward conversation. They mm. take that out of the mix. So you think it's intentionally eliminating All you have to do is just like pat them on the shoulder and be like, oh, my gosh. And then you walk up. <laughs> now, I mean, Jordan is Jordan's hitting a pretty good topic here because in these parties, normally it's like you talk to somebody and you and you don't know how to like get out of that conversation because you know you have like seventeen thousand other people that you're supposed to talk to, and it's always that weird awkward moment. And it's like, how are you guys doing? And they're like, oh man, we're doing great. And you're like, how, where are you guys staying? Oh, we're staying at the Aria. And you're like, oh, like, eh. and then you don't know how to end that conversation. What Jordan is saying is makes pretty good sense. If you can't hear anything at all, it doesn't even it doesn't matter. 
Like, so you're just eliminating accountability from any yes, conversation. Yes. It's just all All faith. you have to do is see people. And if you're drunk and say something stupid, Does you can it, deny it. Yes. Nobody knows. Yeah, and, and, and that's they typically... They hear you anyway. That's, that's a, typically what I do. Say some sort point. of stupid, a drunken thing. Sure, yeah. So maybe Jordan has a point that uh, the, the super loud thing is actually some sort of weird feature. <laughs> I don't know that I agree, but I get what you're saying. Now that was the first time. Now, obviously, you can have the real conversations, you no, know, at, you at the bar, oh, yeah. <laughs> in between each night and at the show the next day. Like you've already had all the conversations. I don't even have them again. It's it is it does. That's the thing that wears on me on these shows, Emmett. These conventions is the the same. You know, you see that you see the same person seventeen times. Yep. I've already used the the seventeen as a number a lot, but <laughs> you see the same person like seventeen times, and like by the like the sixteenth time, you're like, hey, uh, hey guy. I don't know what to say <laughs> at this point. Like I've seen you, but anyways, it was a great show. I think, I think that there is something about TPE. There's a certain buzz about TPE that makes it a really worthwhile show. Just being there in general. It just being there in general. They do a great. They do a great job. I mean, I could see. You know, I think the only thing that miss is missing Jordan is maybe like new products. There's not very many new products. No, almost almost none. Almost none. Uh, the, yeah. One of the cool things, like, getting back to the party again, is that, you know, at the show, us red carpet guys, we only occupy a quarter of the whole space. True. And we put on, you know, Drew State put on the big party for everybody. It's yeah. not just the cigar guys. It's the whole. It's it's the hookah guys or you know vape guys and Delta Eight guys whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's just kind of cool to me that we we're the ones that throw in this great party. Us little cool. us little guys. We are the little guys at we're, that show. We're bringing the fun, right, Jordan? We're bringing the fun. All right, let's get right into the show. This is uh, episode three hundred twenty. Smoke Life. In all the years, Emmett, I've been doing this show. I have never, we've never had this guest for whatever one one reason or another. It's crazy. I, there was a, there was a couple years ago we almost. Had it worked out, and then it didn't happen for, for whatever reason. But tonight, it is going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the vice president of Gurkha Cigars, Juan Lopez. Welcome to Smoke Light Live, Juan. Thank you for joining us on this Friday evening. Oh, thank you guys for having me. And uh, I actually was on with you guys, not on a one-on-one basis, but during COVID, you guys were having the, the Zooms and whatnot like every other night. I think I jumped in one night and I was drunk as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that counts, right? <laughs> now, you know, and I was and I was messing around with Matt Booth and Juan Cancel and all these. I was I I I, just, I barely remember, but I do remember going in there and like waking up the next morning with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. Now, yeah, you I, you were on like every single Zoom call that there was during COVID. It was you, yeah, you couldn't I, hop on I, one of those things. It was, it was, it was, you know, it's, uh, we, we started doing our own for a while. Then after like a few months, I'm like, dude, it's, it's only so much you can really talk about. And it became the same, you know, 40, 50, 60 guys coming in or who are big Gurkha guys and whatnot. Uh, and that was cool. You know, I got to know a lot of guys, you know, on a personal level, which is cool. But, uh, but yeah, we stopped doing it. And, uh, yeah, as soon as I could hit the road, brother, I, I took, I took advantage of it. And that's, <laughs> that's what I do. Man. Now, Juan, you have a, a long and, uh, storied history in the cigar industry and i want to start there i want to start way back in the day um when you a first came to this beautiful country that we live in and then ultimately you became a a a really good high school wrestler and now look at you you are uh, one of the greatest cigar salesmen in the cigar industry but let's go way back way way back (laughs) to the beginning 
Talk about a, a little bit about how um, you came to uh, America and how you got into the your your path to the cigar industry. Uh, unlike Rafa Nadal, I came in a big ass shrimp boat, not in a little boat. <laughs> we start there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, my mother, my sister, and I um, left Cuba when I was ten years old. Uh, we were part of the 36 people that were in the uh, bus that broke to the Peruvian embassy. And um, so that, that we literally that fence went down and it literally became uh, 36 people within 10 hours became uh, 10,000 people within the grounds of the uh, embassy. And uh, we were in there for about three or four days. Um, then the Peruvian um, president at that time said that he'll take us. Luckily enough, uh, America's best president of all time, which I think is considered the worst president of all time, but for me, he's the best ever, is Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Without him, I wouldn't be here. Uh, he said, uh, "He said uh, we're going to go ahead and take, you know, take uh, whoever's in the embassy and whoever wants to uh, uh, come to the U.S. So thus started the Maria Flotilla, which everybody knows about. And that went from 10,000 people uh, and what should have been maybe a quick process to a six-month um, thing with uh, over 360,000 Cubans wow. over to the U.S. Uh, from there, um, my mother, my sister, and I moved to New Jersey, lived in Union City for a few now, years. Now, wait, uh, Juan, before you go there, uh, before you get to that next stage, I just got to tell you, when I was 10 years old, I was worried about the next G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grit. <laughs> that was that was like the depth of my Different you know, struggle. That was that was my struggle. Is like is is the is the next G.I. Joe gonna actually have you know little fuzzy hair and kung fu grip? And you you were like literally on a boat trying to escape communism. I mean, that's an incredible story just right there. Oh, it was, it was crazy, man. We you know, to get the, the whole process took about a week and a half. We they actually put us up at the Orange Bowl, so I got to meet like Bob Greasy, Dave Wood, Woody, all these Dolphin players, which I knew know who the hell they were because <laughs> we don't watch football in Cuba. We're baseball guys, and uh, so that that was cool. And uh, then once I get older, I, I realized all these guys that I met were like superstars and and great people. But you know, at the end of the day, I became a Giants fan because I lived in Jersey. I know I know it sucks to be a Giants fan nowadays, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get better for a while now. Um, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, little bit, then we moved back, back down here. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, the struggle was real, man. It was, uh, remember the first two years I was in the U.S., I mean, learning learning the language uh, came somewhat somewhat easy uh, because I was still young. But uh, but the fighting, I had to, you know, defend myself against, you know, everybody trying to, you know, bully you because you're the Cuban kid, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of fighting in the first few months. And then, you know, it became... It became, you know, just another guy going to school. You know, I, I wrestled a little bit, but I was more of a baseball player in high school than, than wrestler. I was a pretty good wrestler, but in my junior high days, I was really good. Then I went to a high school where they had, like, the best wrestling in the, in the city of Miami. And I wrestled off, like, the state champ two days in a row. He literally goes, hey, Lopez, stick to baseball. And that's what <laughs> I did. <laughs> nice. Now, in, in baseball, Juan, what, uh, what was your position? I play second base. Oh, yeah, there you go. I was a first baseman. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a lefty. So. I was, I was, I was um, pretty good glove, uh, decent hitter. I, I was fast for you know for for a Cuban guy. Uh, now wait, I, I fast was, for a Cuban yeah, guy? What, what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, because no, normally you know you get you get uh you know you get you know the African American dudes are the fast guys. You know how it goes. But but um, but I ran like a four or five in high school, which is pretty good speed for for a guy like myself. And uh, yeah, I, I let off for, for for my baseball team for a few years and. Uh, and then I went up to um, college at FIU here in Miami, and uh, I start. I got a marketing degree, uh, a business degree, and I got into the um, advertising industry. 
Uh, I got sick of wearing suits and selling advertising uh, to car dealerships. That's what I was saying. I was selling uh, ad time space and whatnot. And um, I hooked up with uh, with um, Kevin Doyle. I don't know if you guys, if you guys, if you guys probably not might remember that name. So Kevin Doyle was a man that started Caribbean Cigars in 1995 or yeah, 95 or 94, right during like the the, the boom. And funny enough, one of the few guys that I met in the business in the beginning, first guys, was Nick Perdomo. He had just started at the same time, which is his birthday, so happy birthday to Nick today. And um, so I met Nick because Nick was an air traffic controller with Kevin. <laughs> so then Kevin, you know, Kevin hires me. I was strictly phone work, and that was pretty cool. I, I learned a lot about the business. I uh, just, you know, the, the wrapper on the filler, favorite profiles, you know, I dove right into it. Uh, that lasted for about a year. Kevin, Kevin literally stole about $25 million from the investors and, and took off. Ouch. Uh, yeah, I, I remember he took myself, Armando Lapita, which is now one of my reps, and my buddy Omar that uh, is no longer with us, and gave us $5,000. He goes, gentlemen, go to, go to Nashville. Go get yourselves a job. So that's where I met Seth Levine, uh, which is uh, Carlos Taranos' um, nep- um, son-in-law. And uh, Seth and I knew each other, and he's like, man, you know, uh, we're starting out. I, I met with old man Tarano, and he's like, I became their first rep. Myself and Mike Gann were the first reps they had. Then I brought Armando over. And, uh, yeah, man, I was Tarano for almost 12 years. Um, we had a hell of a run. You know, it was four sales guys hitting the streets, um, you know, phone calls, travel, events, rolling events. And we took a small little company from zero to, like, almost $11 million before they sold the actual Tarano side of the company. Not the factories that were making cigars for everybody else, as you guys know, CAO, Gurkha, and whatnot. And uh, from there, when they sold, I interviewed with uh, with JD. Back then, they only had the the acid and the uh, what is it like Havana, something the the mixed filler one, the Havana something. I can't remember the name of it. So. Havana Vieja. Havana. Yeah. Havana Vieja. So I met with with JD and uh, with Mike Salucci, and I go, listen, yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for the opportunity. But I, I don't smoke acid, and, <laughs> and I gotta be smoking and like what I'm somewhat what I what I smoke, to be able to promote it and sell it. And uh, it's funny because every time I see JD tells me the same thing, dude, you would have been a millionaire by now. I go, no shit, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Juan, it's it's sort of widely known in the industry that like you were like a big portion of why uh, the Tarano brand got as big as it was. Like you were, I, I've I've had people tell me they they would put they would pit you singular Juan Lopez up against any sales team, the entire team, and you could sell more cigars than the entire sales team. What What is it about you, Juan, that, that makes you such a good salesman in the cigar industry? What, 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 what aspect of you, what, uh, you know, what, what is it about you that makes you uh, so successful in this industry? Oh, thanks for that, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, man, for me, uh, um, my belief, and, and, I, and I pass this on to my team, uh, my belief is, it's, it's not that hard. Obviously, it's a very relationship-driven uh, kind of industry. But my saying, and my team knows it, is get up, show up, ask for the sale, and follow up. And that's and that. If you stick to that, if you stick to that, and you go to work, hard work works. Uh, once you got it down, you go you go into the smart work works better than hard work. But you got to continue to work hard. Um, and then I have another thing that I always say: it's, it's two ears, one mouth. Let, let the customer tell you what they need from you, and uh, you should be able to to provide them with, with a solution on how we could sell a cigar. Because, you know, once you leave the humidor, or you leave the store, the cigars got to sit, sit on its own merits, per se, right? So I, I think it's more the relationships. Uh, obviously, I like, I like drinking with my people. <laughs> that always helps. 
Uh, but it's just for me, it's hard work and and uh, under prom, you know, un- always under promise, always deliver, be there um, as much as I pos- possibly can. I uh, just finally, uh, funny enough, this year I just hit uh, after 20. This is my 25th year in the business. Um, I hit the two and a half million flying miles with American Airlines. It's just, so it was <laughs> wow! Crazy. When you when you hit those numbers, you're like. So when they call you, they tell you, you hit two million. I go, oh, my George Clooney, and they're like, <laughs> I know they go, no, that's a ten million miler. But I go, so the movie was bullshit because he was traveling regional. It's no possible way you can reach 20, 10 million, five million miles. So uh, you know, so um, so yeah, man, it's, it's pretty much that relationships, uh, working hard, uh, showing up. Um, following up is key in this industry. I get you know, Juan. That's that brings up a great point for myself. I, Emmett. I'm missing the very first step in his process, the showing up part. You just, <laughs> if you could show up in this in today's That's industry, key. just just show key up. Right That's Too the hard. first step. It, no, it, no. I think the, the hardest step is for a lot of people is like getting up. <laughs> You're right. Like, if you can, if you can't get up, you can't show up, right? So, like to give you an example, last night I was out with a with a few buddies of mine. I had a piece of cards with Husto Iroa, which I know you guys know well. Oh, yeah. oh it's a great yeah. guy. And, uh, and I was trying to talk Husto into coming out with me. Uh, and uh, as a smart man that he is, he goes, Wani, uh, nothing good happened until 12 o'clock. So I, go <laughs> I ended up getting home at 4 in the morning. <laughs> but you know what? I had a meeting with the the, the, uh, the guy's a buyer that used to be the owner of uh, Liquor Barn today at 9 o'clock in the morning at the office. I was hungover as could be. But like, so, 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 they, so, so Jim looks at me and he goes, rough night. I go, yeah, man, you know, rough night, but I'm here. And uh, <laughs> we worked out pretty good. We had a great meeting with a guy, with uh, Jonathan, good guy, Jonathan Blue. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much Jonathan what I do. Jonathan Blue and Jonathan Drew. There you go. Yeah, you just rhyme those names, and you're you're good to go. Now, is it is it true, Juan, that you have the biggest calves in the industry? <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got I got wow. Look at those. You, do, do you do you work at those? Is that is that part of the is that part of the leg day? Is that? Uh, man, I haven't I haven't worked out in six years, seven years. Um, they just it, stuck uh, with you all this all I, this time. Genet- genetics definitely helps, <laughs> but uh, I remember running, doing a lot of stairs when I wrestled, and and that always worked. And uh, yeah, and then I got to carry this belly around now. So <laughs> <laughs> now that's you know I think you I think you should lean into that. There should be some sort of like uh, Gurkha cigar that's like uh, focused on calves. Yes, yeah. some sort of calf. Uh, <laughs> Hey, well, hey, listen, hey, listen. If we go have Sunday gravy, why not calf cigars? Yeah, there you, you go. go. You, you, you got it. All right, so let's uh, now. Now we're sort of into the you know the Gurkha uh, uh, era, so to speak. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Like this is a, a brand that's sort of like you know thought of as like a luxury brand, but it's also thought nowadays you know as as a brand that's very uh, friendly to brick and mortars. Uh, talk about uh, where we are with Gurkha. In 2022, Juan, what's going on with Gurkha uh, it, it, as we speak? Right. So, so pretty much how the whole brick and mortar thing started. So, I, when I got to Gurkha, this is my 12th year, which I can't believe how fast it's gone. Um, Gary Himes got hired as president, and I was national sales director. And uh, his 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 vision was exactly like mine because I, I I would tell Kaizad, you know, listen, man, you saw a lot online, uh, you sell, you know. You saw the ultra premium, I call them museum pieces because, you know, no one could afford them. They said they collect dust, you know, they're $40, $50 cigars. And they weren't great cigars. They were okay cigars with beautiful packaging. So when we when we came out with the uh, the Cellar Reserve, you know, Cellar Reserve line, which is our, our biggest seller and the ghost, um, and we said we're going to go brick and mortar. We need to stay the course. We can fall for the easy money, you know, the, the dangling of the carrot, you know, who we're talking about. 
And uh, and we did. And we went literally uh, from uh, two mil- two and a half million dollars brick and mortar, uh, six hundred stores to to this year we're at 20, 28 million and probably about eighteen hundred stores nationwide. And uh, it's taking a lot of work, man. And uh, it's it's again, it's it's a brick and mortar thing works. I'm a big brick and mortar supporter. I do a lot of events. I do a lot of festivals. And uh, I think that's that's what we're that's our focus. And then obviously, you know, Jim Jim Colucci came in, you know, three and a half four years ago. Uh, his mindset, smart man. He's you know he's a great organizer, uh, and he lets me do what I do. He goes, Juan, you handle your team. You you're you're the best at what you do. Uh, handle my few accounts that I that I deal with personally, and uh, he lets me do what I what whatever pretty much I want that makes sense. It's got to make sense, right? Right. And uh, that's what we are, man, as a company, and, and we're moving forward on continuing to support the brick and mortar and and our, our retail partners, and and that's that thing has that's been the key to our success is having not having just the expensive stuff, but having that, you know, I, I would tell I would tell guys out all the time, it's like, listen, man, you could, you, could, you got Ferraris, you could have Porsches, I get it. But those are the, you know, 5%ers, 2%ers own those cars, you know? In cigar industry, we need we need to have, you know, a, a nice BMW, but you could also have a nice a nice Accord, you could have a nice, you know, Camry. So those are the seven, eight dollar sticks that are good cigars. And, I, and I, it's funny because I go around telling people all the time that, in the 25 years I've been doing it, I would say that the last seven years in the cigar business are probably the best, the best for cigar smokers. I mean, there's a lot of great cigars out there, and I smoke everybody's cigar, and there's a lot of great smokes out there, man. So I'm happy to be still part of part part in uh, still in it for like I said, 25 25 years, and and it's still a lot of fun for me, man. It's you know it's a little bit harder to get up in the morning sometimes, you know, when you got when you drink, you know, a half a bottle of bourbon. But <laughs> So when you mentioned uh, your events, uh, Gurk is kind of no- was pre-COVID known for doing a ton of events. I think you guys did like 500 events a year, something like that. Uh, how did how did COVID impact impact like how many events you did, you know, up until now, and what what are you at right now with kind of yeah. events, event oh, yeah. frequency we, and our average, our average for the last like six seven years has been anywhere from 450 to 530 events. Yeah. Uh, the last few years, obviously, you know, people don't want people inside the store doing events. You know, we try the Zoom events, you know, like what Drew does. Uh, that just didn't work for us. Uh, I, I I thought it was you know to get on there for two hours and and sell five boxes of cigars. When you do the live events, you sell 30, 40 boxes. It didn't make it didn't make sense for us. It didn't make sense for the retailer. Uh, and it, and again, it, it cheated. I think the the consumer as well. You know. So right now we're we're starting our, our goal this year is to get to about 300 back to like you know 300 250. Um, you know, we have small, we don't have crazy buy-ins. I, I do have a buy-in because if you want for us to come out and do an event, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta buy into it. Right. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, we're in the books right now. We're, we're close to almost 70 already lined up for the, for the year and it's only January. So that's, you know, that's the game plan is, uh, go back to doing the events and, uh, man, you know, it's for me, I love events for one reason only. I get to meet so many great people. Sure. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, the amount of great people I've met in the business and, and it's become crazy because my, my fiance Bianca is always telling me, like, dude, what is, who's this person and his wife that are staying at the house? She's like, <laughs> Every other month I'm inviting people to my house in my pool. She's like, who are these folks? Oh, they bought five boxes of cigars. So I go, if you buy another box, you come in and stay for the weekend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, like, uh, that is good to know because I'm going to be down in Miami pretty soon, so I might take you up on that. Uh, me and Emmett are smoking the uh, Corojo Revenant. Let me see if I can get a... Uh, Jordan, how's that? Is that no? There's no. a little glare on a little there. Glare? You, maybe like tilted. Tilted, yeah. There, there, you go. Oh, there right we there. go. There Perfect. we go. So we're smoking this one. Let's talk a little bit about the cigar. Uh, you showed the box of the Maduro, which both of these boxes yep. are really, really gorgeous. Yeah. 
boxes. Now, this is uh, made at what at the El Artista factory? Is that correct? Yeah, made by uh, my, my good buddy uh, Ram. Uh, so I met Ram, shit, man, like about six, seven years ago in Germany. And um, and Kevin Newman, which I'm sure you guys probably know, oh, yeah. uh, runs, oh, yeah. runs a company for him here when he's in the factories. And Ram and, and Kevin were always after me. Hey, want to make something for Gurkha. So make something for Gurkha. So finally, it came the time we went down there. Kaluchi went down there, and uh, and we uh, man, we saw the amount of tobacco this guy has. I, I I never knew these guys have been around for 60 years. And uh, the father's an amazing guy. Uh, Ram's an awesome dude. He's actually coming to the office on on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, man, we we started with this you know small little pro. We actually started just making like some bundle stuff with him, uh, our price fighter and whatnot. And then it grew into, you know, going back to the factory and we see that some of the quality stuff that he's got. And, and we started with a Revenant and we're going to keep continue to do some stuff with him as well. As you know, we're, we're, we're merchants. You know, we don't we don't own any factory. And we're, I'm very honest about that. Uh, you know, what we do is, you know, we find small factories where I know where they're going to tobacco. I know where the suppliers are. And uh, I mean, like, like a Luis Cuevas, for example, you know, those guys make almost three million sticks for us in the seller reserves a year, which is pretty nice number, you know. Uh, you got Abe Flores making about a million and a half cigars on the ghost for us. Uh, you got uh, American Caribbean, Damien Tapanes, uh, making about a million and a half uh, cigars for us on the Marquesa, um, the Havana Legend, and uh, some of the other brands. And then now we're working with Ram, and obviously, I can't forget our guys at, uh, at um, Argonosa. Uh, this has been a, that was been a home run for us. For sure. Uh, the Nicaragua series, the uh, San Miguel. Uh, and the 30-year men are, are, are taking off, especially the Nicaragua series. I think it's one of my personal favorites. And when you work with guys like that that have great tobacco, great things happen. You know, it's, at the end of the day, you could mark the hell out of it. But if, if the cigar doesn't sit on its own merits, you're not going to sell. So when it comes to new new products, new blends, how involved are you in the blending process? Does Gurkha have, like, a master blender per se, or is it kind of a so team I, effort? I was, I was really involved, really, really solidly involved uh, with the Heritage, Marquesa, Havana Legend, um, what else? Marquesa uh, Island Legend, and then my first one, the classic, and my first one was the Wicked Indie, which was like a four dollar cigar. I went down to Nicaragua with ACC, and these guys were just teaching me. I'm just I sat there for like a week or two, and then I'll go back after a few months. So what we what we started doing, I started getting into it, and now what we do is, you know, we we know what we want in a cigar, you know, as far as the components, uh, flavor profile. And, uh, you know, we get samples. We sit there, you know, as you guys know the process, you do it for, you know, 30, 40, 50 samples. Then you let them sit, you know, come down to the last 10. Then you get, come down to the last five. So what I like to do personally is get my team involved. So my team, they're all cigar guys, you know, big cigar geeks. So what I do is, you know, I got 10 guys on the road. And what I do is I set every single one of the guys the last three blends. Uh, I never tell them which blend I picked, but they're, or the whatever, whatever blend that we did pick, it was by, they were the ones that chose it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one uh, on that topic uh, on the dojo, one of the more popular, you know, brands is Agnor Salif. I mean, Terrence is very integrated with the dojo people, uh, and I thought, you know, a couple years ago when you guys got involved uh, more heavily with Agnor Salif, that that was a, a brilliant move. Talk a little bit about working. I mean, that's one of the few. That's one of the few tobaccos in Nicaragua you can really pull out the flavor profile and you know like yeah, we, we distinctive talk, we talk about you know like you can tell like cuban cigars and there's a certain dominican profile and there's certain honduran profiles and then in nicaragua it's kind of a wide scope yeah but in that wide scope that wide spectrum of nicaragua there does seem to be you know a, a flavor prof profile from agonorsa leaf 
for sure. Uh, you know, that graham crackery sweetness. Talk a little bit about um, getting involved with Aganorsa Leaf. What has that brought to the company? Uh, seems like a genius move, uh, in my opinion, to, to, to work with those guys because the tobacco is so good. Yeah, I mean, it was one of these deals, you know, you go down to, uh, to Nicaragua, meet with Eduardo, and, and I know Terrence for forever, obviously. Uh, he's he's on, on the his own side of the business, you know, handling the, the brand, his own brand, and he's done a hell of a job. Uh, so we'd go down with, with Eduardo Fernandez, and man, he shows us all these different, you know, tobaccos. And back then, when we first started, it was right before our uh, old man Arsenio had passed away. And uh, he got involved a, a little bit for the, on the first project, and then he, he's obviously no longer with us. Uh, but he, he's the guy that pretty much guided everything to where we need to be in Jacinto. I think it's Jacinto, if I'm not mistaken, or, or something like that. The guy with the big, the big beard, uh, the big uh, mustache. Can't remember his name now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen, man, you let you let experts do what they do. Right, right. They, right. They, they know the leaf. I know how to sell it. My team knows how to sell it. We know how to market it. Uh, and we said what we wanted. Uh, you said it's a unique, unique flavor. So they do have, you know, that sweetness to it, a little bit of that, that sweet spice to it, which... I mean, you pick up on everything they make for other people, you know, with Dion, with with uh, with uh, Rainier, and obviously their own brand. And uh, so, yeah, man, it, it's been a home run, especially the Nicaragua series for us has, has really taken off. It's funny because when we gave him the first order, uh, it was a pretty large number. And uh, Eduardo's like, is this for the year? I go, no, it's for the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he knew we were big, but he was thinking, you know, like everybody else thinks it's crazy that the, the, the mentality of some of the people that don't know the industry. It's like uh, they tell you, oh, yeah, you guys sell 70% of your sales are, are online. And that's not true. Uh, percent of our sales is, is literally CI. And uh, we don't sell to pretty much anybody else online. We don't we do not do famous. You know, we don't do a whole bunch of other people. CI is the one that does about 30%. But the other 70 is strictly brick and mortar. And mm. uh, so that's 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 been our target, our goal. And, and it used to be back in the day, it was, it was the other way around. It was more like 80-20, them selling all the stuff and – just putting labels on stuff, and you guys, you guys know the rest. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to bat off. Emmett's got a question, but let me do the commercial read first. Yeah, go for it. All right, so folks, uh, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands like Romeo, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines like the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 320 of Smoke Night Live. I'm sitting here next to Emmett Malone of BlindMansPuff.com, and we are chatting with none other than Juan Lopez of Gurkha Cigars. It's Friday night. We're having some fun. Me and Emmett are smoking the Corojo version of the Revenant. I'm enjoying it. It's really Yeah, good. it's got a nice soft box press to it. The the um, it's it does have that nice kind of salty uh, Corojo flavor that I love so much. I'm a big uh, Aladino guy. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. I smoked the Aladino right before, right before I, I lit up this cigar, and they they are very similar. So if you like that salty uh, flavor in a cigar of the Aladino, which everybody knows that I'm a total sucker for, oh yeah, uh, you might dig this uh, Revenant Corojo as well because it has that kind of salty flavor in it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm a, I'm a fan of almost everything that comes out of uh, LRT stuff for sure. So one, uh, with the, with your partnership with uh, Aganorsa, and now uh, you have a blend made with 
uh, El Artista. It seems like you guys are kind of focusing on, you know, featuring other factories uh, that, that people already know about. Are there any plans in the future to feature uh, other factories you, that... Well, I, think, I, think, I think that you heard, you heard who I was hanging out with last night, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. So he, he mentioned uh, Justo. Yeah, we have a meeting with him on Monday. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy everything Husto makes. That guy's a beast, and, and I love his dad. Uh, you know, Christian's a good guy too, but uh, but my my the other two heroes are my favorite two heroes. <laughs> so, hey, so is it gonna be a, a Gurkha made by Husto? Is that in the future? Yeah, man, no. You know what? It's uh, I I love I, I man I, that is Cameroon that they're growing down there, man. Uh, yeah, it's right. So good. He, yeah. Sat, he sat with me yesterday. I, I smoked on the water, and he's like, Rwani, you gotta you gotta give me some business. You gotta give me some business." And he goes, you got to smoke this. And I go, I smoked all your stuff. I like you. I love your Lanceros. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then he goes, you try, have you had the camera? I go, man, I'm sure I've had it. But when you, when you have so many cigars, you know, back to back to back to back. And now I, I was literally on a, on, a, on a fresh, clean palate. And then he goes, try it. I'm like, holy shit. I took a picture. And I go, uh, I go to Colucci uh, last night. I sent him a text. I go, hey, we, we need to sit down with, uh, with Husso. And yes. I worked at the office today. And he goes, when can he come? And I go, I, I think pretty much when I tell him, if he come on Monday, it'll be good. So, um, um, we have a meeting with him on Monday. See what works out there. I'll be. I would love to do something with him because I've been to their factory and I and I seen how uh, Don Julio runs runs the factory. Uh, to me, it's uh, when I witness what that man does, um, it's above and beyond anything that I've I've never seen other factories. I've seen this guy. He's one, if not the only factory that I've seen that does not like fill cigars. You know, you know, some guys cut the ends and they they fill it in the middle. This guy is true to his word of long filler tobacco. That's what he does. I remember for three days, the last day I was leaving, and I and I and I, and I go, Don Julio, what are these what are these bales being burned over there? He goes, he goes, oh, he goes, he goes, Senor Lopez, if if it's not good enough, we're not gonna sell. It. I go, actually, you know, you got give me those and I'll shred them up and I'll send them to Europe somewhere. He goes, well, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Juan, I gotta tell you, when I had the uh, I, when I first had the Aladino Cameroon, I had it in like a Toro size. And I just, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like jazzed with it. And everybody's like, oh, what are you talking about, Eric? Like, that's a great cigar. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was okay. And then I, I was at, um, I was at Fusion Cigar Bar in Clearwater, right? And I had the Lonsdale version of that one, the Lonsdale version of the Cameroon. It freaking blew my mind. That w- is a fantastic cigar. That was the cigar that really, like, okay, this Honduran. Cameroon, like it's there's, legit. it's legit. There's something to it. And then, of course, you know, Christian came out with that uh, CLE that we had on our list, Jordan. The uh, TKA they, they, they They need it. If if they're watching the show right now, they need a new name for that cigar. <laughs> it doesn't but, roll off the tongue. Exactly. But it is a great cigar. So so Juan, like that's a great. If you guys could like hone in on that Honduran Cameroon in the right way, it's guaranteed okay. hit. And Eric, to me, man, no joke. It's like because I told right away, I go, dude, I like Cameroon too, but they're so they're so brittle, it's fragile. That wrapper, he goes, not the ones we grow. And brother, he was on point. I, I literally almost like wanted to like drop the cigar because you know it, with a Cameroon, if you anything happens, it, it just blows up on you. So so it's so it's so brittle. And uh, he's like, Juan, our our leaf is it's, it's pretty thick for a Cameroon. We grow it in Honduras. And what I like about the whole thing is this will be our first Honduran cigar. So we don't make anything Honduras yet. So hmm. why not make it with the best? Oh yeah, I mean the anything coming out of JRE. Yeah, I mean they they do such, such. I, there was you can't miss. Emmett, there was a night where I like I posted a picture of uh, 
one of the JREs or one of the Aladinos, and it, it it didn't do it for me or what for whatever reason. It was it wasn't performing, and people were like, "Oh, you're just a brand hater." And I was like, "What are you talking about? This is like <laughs> my like favorite. favorite. <laughs> this is like my favorite cigar in the entire industry. Like every now and then, yeah, yeah, you maybe have one, but uh, I smoke more." Aladinos than I, I think anybody in the industry maybe I, I smoke that cigar so often so what a great uh, what a great uh, coup for you guys if you can start doing that what else is coming up um, for Gurkha in the next year do you got any other uh, stuff yeah, you can we, throw so our way we have we have uh, you know we I, I told I, I sat with Jim you know I, I think I'm pretty out pretty good pulse in the in the industry and uh, I go Jim you know we're we're missing out on that limited edition boat <laughs> you know those ten count boxes. <laughs> So, so what we did, we had, we had all the factories that we work with send us samples of what we felt would be the best cigar they could make for us. And, uh, and we said price wasn't an option. Okay. So, so they were super happy about that. And, and we are down to this one that we really thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, it's this hybrid, hybrid tobacco that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Hochi's the one growing it, uh, and Abe's the one that brought it to the table, Abe Flores. So uh, that's going to be uh, our release. Uh, no one really knows it, so you guys got the inside scoop. All right. All right we're going to make, yeah, we're going to make a 10-count box out of that. Uh, the plan is um, to bring it out to the top uh, 250 accounts first by invitation only at the, P- at the PCA show this year and uh, see how that goes there. And then from there, we'll release, release another. We'll, we'll bring on another 250 stores. And depending on how it does, you know, we, we might hold it, you know, we'll, we'll do the we'll do the Placencia uh, theory, which we'll hold it at 500 stores, make sure we have enough tobacco or, and cigars and to take care of those guys first. And then, uh, you know, bring, bring something else, you know, the following year or whatnot. But uh, I know for a fact that we secured enough to make about 250,000 cigars. So that's that's a pretty good number. Fantastic. All right, Juan, uh, let's get out of the cigar uh, world for a second. We want to get to know uh, Juan Lopez a little bit better. Uh, besides cigars, uh, you know what? What's what are your interests? What are you into? Are you a sports guy, an entertainment guy? What's your? I, 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 yeah, I love uh, yeah, I love baseball, football. Um, I like to play golf, but in the running joke in the industry that I'm not even the best golfer in my house because I got. <laughs> Bianca played college golf, so uh, yeah. every, every time I go every time I go out to play with her, I'm like, I win one hole, I'm doing the happy dance, and she's like, and then I'll, I'll post, I got her by one stroke, and then at the end of the round, I'm, and, you know, she got me by 18. <laughs> she goes, she goes, if you post that, I go, hell no. <laughs> All right, Emmett, now, Emmett, we're coming up on Super Bowl, uh, yeah. not this weekend, but the next, next weekend. And so let's get some predictions uh, here in the studio. We'll go. Mm. We'll go through everybody. I'll let Juan be last, so that he can sort of like take in all of our our predictions. We'll start with Emmett. So this is a bit of a surprise. I I had I had Kansas City and the Rams. That was my pick uh, going in. I got half of that correct. Yeah. I no way in the world did I expect. I didn't think the Bengals were going to even make the AFC Championship game let alone win it and go into the super bowl emmett what are your thoughts uh, by the way you know what's really cool jordan you know what's really cool what? is i always know what year of super bowl it is because it's the same age as myself this is ah. super bowl super bowl 56 i'm 56 so it's easy for Convenient. me super bowl 56 emmett what is your prediction not only who's gonna win tell me how the game goes i'm team stafford i think it's his time to shine i'm i'm rooting for the guy like he had such a a rough time in detroit like i think he 
he's just such a good quarterback that was with a, such a bad team. I think I think he's 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 out with something to prove. And now I think, I think he's going to do it. Now on the flip side, Emmett, it's nice to see Joe Burrow, who is a huge cigar yeah, guy. That's true. He's a huge cigar fan, and he's he's been amazing. I mean, let's face it, a like second year player. Been amazing. So you're going with the Rams. Yeah, I gotta go Rams. What I, What would you give us a give us a guess score on the on the game? I think it's gonna be a really offensive heavy game. Would be my guess, which means it'll probably be the opposite. But I don't know. <laughs> I would guess like maybe you know, thirty five, thirty two, something like that. Wow, that'll be a great game. I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think I think the Rams are gonna come out on top. And it's always nice for Von Miller. Oh, yeah. Kind of our guy. Such a good guy. I hope he comes back to the Broncos eventually. Yeah. All right, let's go to our studio audience, uh, Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lounge, the greatest mobile lounge in the universe. History. You flatter me. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Scotty, how do you see Super Bowl 56 going down? All right, so here's the thing. I have got basically love for both teams. I love seeing Joe Burrow and seeing Cincinnati. I love that whole, like, underdog haven't been there in forever you know and just really rocking it i'm also a broncos homer so von miller with the rams i want to see him take another ring just because i like von miller i'm going underdog on this one i'm gonna take sense uh, i think it's gonna be a battle i think it's gonna be whichever defense decides to uh, truly show up and take control i think you're gonna see something that's gonna be like a field goal type of what's like, that's going to take what's the, the final or any indication it's going to be a, a close I'm thinking game it's going to be a closer what, game what's I'm the final score like 24 21 24 21 all right, all right. All right. matt uh matt hall also studio audience matt huge bills fan now nah, yeah. matt yeah. matt <laughs> heartbreaking so i hate to even to since he beat. i hate to bring this up because <laughs> the bills played probably one of the greatest games uh, in uh, football history <laughs> and still lost <laughs> But yeah. since your bills aren't in it, how do you see Super Bowl 56 going down? I am on the same page as Emmett. I want to see Stafford get it. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a really tight game. I honestly don't care who wins. I think it would be a cool story either way. And it's not one of those Super Bowls where I have a team I don't like. So Patriots. I want the Rams to win <laughs> 31-28 is what I'm thinking. It's going to be a nice, tight, fun game. All right, is, anybody, is anybody writing this down? And by the way, if you're, if you're watching on Facebook. <laughs> have video evidence. If you're watching on Facebook. Oh, there, people are already posting. All right, there they're, we go. They're posting their scores. So, uh, Jordan. Yo. I, I know yeah, me and you are ice hockey guys. We typically. Yeah. But what do you think I, about this Super Bowl? I haven't paid attention at all. <laughs> oh, come on. Season. I don't even. Th- these two teams seem pretty boring to me. What? It's cool. What? That, I mean, it's, talking about Jordan is a curmudgeon. Jeez. It is cool that like there's sort of a Cinderella story. You don't usually see that. Both of them. Uh, is the Rams a Cinderella story? I don't. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Sure yeah, that. yeah. For him. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and it's cool that Von Miller. You know, I like Von Miller. Uh, I could. I'll I, I'll just say like twenty eight seventeen Rams, uh, right. but really I this I don't care at all. Uh, all right, not bad. I here's what I think, guys. And before we get to Juan's prediction, which is really the only one that matters right. on the show, but my prediction is the just the Bengals aren't ready for this. It's going to be one of those weird games where they're just not prepared, and it's going to be a it's going to be a blowout. Oh, you think it's a bloodbath? I think it's a bloodbath. I think it's forty-two to seventeen, and then, and, and not only that, I I think the Bengals just get the seventeen towards the end of the game. It's kind of like time. garbage time, and I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. Nobody I'm wants just, to blow out. Super I'm Bowl. just giving you what I I feel. I feel like this is one of those 
like Broncos versus the 49ers. Uh, don't mention that. You know, like uh, remember that? Like the 45 yeah. to 10 kind of thing. That's what how I see this going down. Juan Lopez, how do you see Super Bowl 56 transpiring? Uh, so this is what I, I mean. I, who doesn't love Joe Burrow, man? That guy's a beast. <laughs> that yeah. guy is a beast. He's, he's going to be in, in a few more. I guarantee you that. Um, I would say this. So they're, they're going to lock down Cup with uh, with uh, with uh, Ramsey. Uh, I don't. I don't think their, their offensive lineman could pick uh, stay with their defensive line. Uh, I think Joe Burrow's not going to have enough time uh, to really make it happen. So when you lock you lock down uh, on on that side of the Rams, you lock down Cup. You still got you got uh, Beckham. You got a, you know a few other guys. Cincinnati has an amazing uh, receiver uh, receiver core, but you know they'll, they'll lock down their best receiver, obviously um, Chase, and uh, and then the other two guys Higgins and and uh, can't remember the other guy's name. They got to come strong. But I I, I agree with you guys. I, I'm I'm rooting. Listen, I think whoever wins is great because I Matthew who doesn't like Matthew Stratton, guys suffer. <laughs> yes, not even, so long. Not, even, not only the shitty has weather in Detroit, <laughs> but but the shitty has teams that he put up with for nine, ten years, whatever yeah. the there. So I would love to see him win. I think Burrow will be back. I think it's going to be thirty-one ten Rams. Thirty-one. Ooh. So so Juan is too. Juan is a little bit on my side. Yeah. He he. I think based on his prediction, that's that's sort of how I feel it going down too. I don't want it to go down because I what I really want to see. I want to see Joe Burrow smoking a cigar after the game. Like that's what I want to see. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's what it's going to happen. I, I, I use. I don't think their O line could could stay with with. I mean, listen, this guy got sacked the most in the NFL this year. Burrow did. And uh, what was the team that, that sacked him uh, nine times uh, a few weeks back? I mean, listen, I, I think the adjustment. What well, won the game last week for them or the week before was the adjustment that defensive coordinator made. On KC, I think that was amazing. Uh, that he they outcoached Andy Reid on that one. I truly believe that, and, I, and I, that's why I truly believe that one of the reasons uh, the enemy's not getting a job is because he got outcoached. That's mm. <laughs> a yeah. true story, man. And um, so I, don't, I just don't see their their uh, O line keeping up with their D line. And you know, in the NFL, listen, Tom Brady's the goat. I get it, but if you don't give Tom Brady time, Tom Brady doesn't do shit. You know, if you if you give him time, he'll pick you apart. Because Tom Brady's the guy who'll tell you. The ball's going to be right there, exactly how we drew the play. It's up to you to be there, but I need my O-line to give me the time to get it there within, you know, three seconds, whatever it may be. I just don't think he's going to have enough time. Burrow will. And I think, Stat, uh, you know, Stratford's, uh, he's, uh, Stratford's going to do fantastic. I, the guy's a beast. I love, I love him. And, and let me tell you, that, the, dark, the dark horse in that team is that uh, second-year running back, Akers, for, from FSU. That kid that kid's going to have a big game. I have a gut feeling he's going to have a big game. Now, uh, Juan, how do you feel about the halftime show? We've got Eminem, we've got Snoop Dogg, we've <laughs> got Dr. Dre. Right? Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. Who? What's What's the uh, female artist? I can't. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. It's not Mary J. Blige, is it? Yeah, is Mary it? J. Blige. Yeah, Mary Mary yeah. J. Blige. How do you, How do you feel about the halftime show? Are you excited for that? Uh, dude, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I I think I'm gonna have to bring up the bong just just just. To watch. <laughs> hey, back in high school, the, that was my jam right there. The Hip hop, I was all about it. <laughs> you know, all the old school shit, gin and juice, and all that stuff that we you know we were jamming to back in the day. So looking forward to seeing Snoop and Dre and Eminem, obviously the Beast, and uh, and then you know Kendrick Lamar. I mean, there's there's so many great artists there, and uh, obviously uh, Mary J. Blige, it's amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be fun as hell. I think they're gonna do some. Yeah, shit. I knowing those people, I'm sure they're gonna go crazy and, and do some some crazy stuff in L.A. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it definitely. And obviously all the commercials, which you know what I hate though now, 
I hate that every fucking news media brings out the the, the pre commercials. Man, don't don't yeah. ruin it. They ruin let it. Sit, let us let us sit Spoilers, there. Spoilers, right? Let, let us sit sit there that Clydesdale get up on his own merits. Not show it to me now, <laughs> and I won't be able to cry at halftime when I'm drunk. <laughs> what was what was your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? One. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Ah, uh, dude, Prince. Ah, classic. I have to go either MJ. Or maybe Katy Perry's show was just so freaking good. I'm not even that, like a Katy Perry fan, but that was such a good show. Like I, that was great. I, I, I love. You know why I love Prince? Because, ironically enough, you know, great performer. He was one of my first concerts I ever did. It. I went went to in my life in 1984, 85 at the Orange Bowl. They call it the Purple Bowl when Purple Rain came out. <laughs> and dude, that was an amazing concert, great performance. But then at the Super Bowl, because that's the way this, this young man up there makes it work. It started raining. How cool is that? <laughs> I mean, purple rain. Purple rain? <laughs> and it starts raining? Like, Classic. Yeah. Come on! Obvious, obviously, God had a part in that, uh, right? <laughs> Juan, does, does it make you feel a little weird that you just said, like, all, like, you know, like Eminem and Snoop, all these old school guys. They're it's, old now. It's yeah. like, it's like, this is like an oldie <laughs> show. Like, that, that seems weird, right? Yeah, but could you, could you imagine... If like Tupac was still alive, Biggie, all those ah. guys would have been part of it too. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. But uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy that you know it's funny because I was telling uh, I, was, I was having lunch with Jim today and I go, man, you know the one thing I noticed uh, traveling out there now, you know I've been traveling quite a bit again and I go, man, I love seeing a lot of these young guys, you know, like 23 to 30 year old guys smoking cigars, guys I've never seen before. <laughs> Jim, Jim just put it flat down. He goes, no, Juani. You're getting all the shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're just leaning into the gray like I am. You just, uh, just, just lean into that. Just man. own it. Just own it. It's just, you, well, know. I mean, I, you know. You know how many people have told me, hey, do you dye your hair gray? I go, really, dude? Touch <laughs> 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 gray. All right, now uh, in the final segment of the show, it's time for our weekly top three, oh, Jordan. Weekly top three. Weekly top three. Now, for a long time, Juan, we've had this sort of running gag. Uh, as to try to figure out in the cigar industry, who, what actor, what actor would play this, you know, this part? You know, we had like Steve Saka. He was like the snowman from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. You know, we, who else do we have, Jordan? I don't remember, but we've we've had a, a, a whole running gag. So we were trying to figure out, like, who would play Juan Lopez in his biographical movie, and we've come up with. The top three, Juan, and we're going to see what you think of these, and then you can decide uh, out of these three. I think we have one clear winner, but we'll see how that goes. So the first one, folks, ladies and gentlemen, is Jordan. Look, the, hey, now, all right, it's John Travolta. Look at that hair. I, I, when you told me this one, I was like, I can't see it. But then when I saw this photo back yeah, to back. Totally. Now, it's John Travolta from a certain era, but look at that. Like, that's... That is a pretty, that's pretty good. That's a striking resemblance. Is it, it just the hair? I don't know. It's, it's a big part of it, for it's sure. It's a big part. It's a part of it, but at the same time, there's, there's more similarities. All right, the second one. Now, this, this one takes a little bit of, you got to really think it through a little bit. The second one, Jordan, is it's Steven Van Zandt, <laughs> but it's actually Silvio Dante from Sopranos. But it's it's got to be Silvio. It can't just be the regular Stephen Van Zandt. It's right. got to be Silvio from this. I think that one's pretty good. Like the facial features. I dig that one. I dig that yeah. one. But here's the one. I could I could only think of two. I could only think of two. And I was like Jordan. I can only think of two. I didn't have to think of this for two seconds. You, and you're jo like, who who should it be? And I was like, oh, Jordan nailed it. The one. This is it. This is the one that should play him. All right, ready? Here he goes. Alec Baldwin. 
<laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Alec. That's, that's yes! the, clear, is the it, clear winner. This is the doppelganger. <laughs> this is Juan Lopez's doppelganger. Absolutely. Now, Juan, I got to tell you, if we do make this movie, if, if, we make, if we produce this movie, Stay away from firearms. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from the firearms. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, Juan, do you have any others that we didn't cover? I, what do you uh, think? Yeah. So the ones that I saw, so like I would say, let's say from, you know, because, you know, it's, it's a lifelong movie, right? Yes. So I would say younger, younger Juan Lopez, um, probably something like, uh, like a Richard Gere. Mm, younger I can see that. Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Now that's very uh, self-serving, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no but rules here. In the younger years. <laughs> yeah, I always say I always say Leonardo DiCaprio for me too. So in the middle years and now, because the, the two guys that I get on a regular basis, you guys nailed uh, Alec Baldwin. I get it all the time, and the other guy I get I think is more because of the gray, the, the accent. And I think we had like a similar kind of nose thing, Andy Garcia. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And he's a cigar guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a great, yeah, huge cigar guy. Yeah, yeah he, he is. On the cover a, he is a cigar guy. guy. We got hey. a Mario Lopez. Uh, for Mario, a oh Mario. Very, yes, he, he's not old hey, enough. Hey, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't, I don't do Botox, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey Juan, what do you just before I, this brings up a? Uh, I didn't even think of bringing up this point. We're almost done, but I, I have to ask you this. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, either sports figures. There's Guy Fieri's doing a cigar with Espinosa. Um, what do you think of these, um, you know, celebrities and or sports figures uh, getting involved in the cigar industry? Just from a personal perspective, you know, Gar Guy Fieri getting involved in the cigar industry is, I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that not only is it cool, I think it's, like, super valuable. Like, the fact that sure. somebody is popular and big as Guy Fieri, you know, like, promoting a cigar brand is huge what do you think of that topic uh juan uh, I, I love it i don't know if you could be able to see this or not kind of not? it's it's pretty bright oh. sort of yeah well, uh, i don't know where, where the fuck am i going okay there so go. there we go wait do you, do you see the name there uh, no you no. almost had it yeah. i almost had it, it, who, who it tilt is it? it like downwards tilt it down no, no. Well, who is it? It's too bad. I, I, I did have, hold on, hold on. I did have it, and then it went away. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working on a project right now, uh, which I'm hoping to have uh, ready by PCA. He's a huge fan of of, of Gurkha. Has been in my office. Uh, met with me a few times, uh, and he promotes us like nobody else. So I'm 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 on a phone with him. Literally, it seems like once every every two or three days. Uh, I got the packaging already done for him. He loved it. And now it's uh, going down to Nicaragua and uh, making a cigar with him. So I'm, I'm doing, we're looking to do something with Busta Rhymes. Oh, oh wow. wow. Busta. That's cool. That gets back to our halftime show sort of yeah, right? topic. I Juan, I yeah. love how you don't, you don't do, like, it's teasers. So you just you, tell you us <laughs> everything that's going on. It's great. If you, if you go into, into Busta's uh, Instagram, you'll see that he's, he's a huge Gurkha guy. He even has a song that mentions Gurkha. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. And when I met him, dude, the guy, the guy was like the coolest guy, right? You think of Busta, you know, legend. And uh, so I call him. I literally call him. He leaves the office. It was my daughter's 16th birthday, my little one. And uh, and I go, hey, Busta, man, if you don't mind, you know, my my three daughters love you. And um, yeah, my 16-year-old doesn't know who you are. My oldest ones do. <laughs> but he's saying, so do you think you could, you know, do a little video? And, dude, this guy literally gets, gets like, at 11 o'clock at night. He remembered, dude. He goes... Hey Angelina, this is your uncle Busta. Ah. Oh, dude, that was so cool. That's awesome. That, that meant so much to me, man. You have no idea. But he—he's like me. He's like—he's like, 
He goes, he goes, hey, Juani, you know, you know, you know how our, our time is, right? Don't call me until 7, 7 o'clock at night because I stay up till 7 in the morning every day. <laughs> no, that's what they do. That's when he goes in the studio. He goes, I'm in the studio from literally from, you know, 11 o'clock in the, in, the, in the evening to 6 in the morning, and I sleep all day. That's, that's what these guys do. It's pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I'm looking forward to working with him and, and doing something with him, and he's an amazing, amazing guy, dude. No, I appreciate that. Hey, Juan, um, don't, don't go away, but I just got to tell everybody, hey, Guys, if you're watching the show and you haven't had a Gurkha in a while, or if you are a Gurkha fan, uh, give this Revenant a try. I think you're going to really like this cigar. Um, has the nice sort of salty flavor, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Gurkha Revenant made it a great factory. I mean, I mean, these guys put out some amazing cigars. For sure. And, uh, it's I think a- we're, one, we're one of the few that, that on that cigar, we, we're actually using the, bind, the, the binder. Uh, it's a double binder Cameroon, which a lot of people don't use. But when I saw the amount of Cameroon that Ram had, and I go, dude, could we use that? He goes, if, I go, if the price is right, he goes, oh, yeah, we'll use it. So that, that, that's where you get a little bit of saltiness as well from it. And, uh, and then the Maduro's got the uh, San Andres uh, wrapper on it with the same exact components, uh, Nicaraguan, Dominican, and uh, Cameroon. Well, what I, what I love, Juan, is how passionate you are. And what's really cool uh, is that you, you're so in tune with the rest of the brands. You hang out with the guys. You're not uh, aloof. Uh, you know, you and Eddie Guerrera, good buds and all that kind of stuff. You, you're, you, you are integrated into, into the cigar industry, and we do appreciate uh, your passion for the industry very much, my man. My brother, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me. Let's not make this the last time uh, that we do. Uh, we get together like this. I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this, and and you know, passing along the uh, you know to Gurkha Nation and and uh, just you know cigar smokers are, are around the world. Um, we are very fortunate to have an industry that there's really no competitors. Everybody's family. I truly believe that. And uh, although there's you know, a little competition always, you know, like anything else, because you know competition only makes you stronger. But uh, but uh, it's just everybody gets along. I mean, I'll, I'll call Carney, I'll call Ortega, I call these guys. Hey, your stuff's not in the store. How come you haven't shipped this guy? Help him out. And they'll call me, vice versa. And we work each other like we work with each other like that. And that's the one thing I love about our industry. Yeah, it's definitely a, a family-oriented industry. Even in even in the uh, media, I mean, here we are with with Emmett on our hockey team. He's yeah. he's our power forward. Emmett, you that's got a, right. You got a big goal. You got a huge goal. Last you got a big <laughs> goal in the it game. The, it was the deciding goal in the game. Yeah, yeah maybe one. Yeah. Uh, Juan, uh, don't go away. I want to talk to you after the show. Uh, really do appreciate your time, Juan Lopez. Everybody, hey, Wednesday night, folks. Wednesday night on Flavor Odyssey, we are back with Robbie and Randy. The cigar this week, Jordan, that we will be trying to find the absolute best pairing with. Mm. I'm going to ask Emmett what he thinks. Ooh. The Crownhead Serie E. If I had to ask you, Emmett, right now, and you had I did you, I did not tell you before the show no. that I was going to ask you this question. What would you pair with the Crownheads Serie E? I would probably pair like a like a single origin Colombian coffee with it. Ooh, he's going coffee. Yeah, I really like. I do. I, like I find that. some good coffee notes in that cigar. That that's the first thing that comes to mind. I've never. I wasn't prompted at all for this, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be doing that Wednesday night. That'll be a ton of fun. Uh, a week from tonight on Smoke Night Live, our good buddy Nick Perdomo will be on the show. Hey guys, get this! It's their it, this is their thirtieth anniversary, so this is a huge year for Perdomo. So yeah. we will be talking to Nick about their thirtieth anniversary, and uh, Nick is just an incredible person, incredible human. By the way, uh, is today's birthday one or was it yesterday? Yeah. 
I think it's uh, either or. I, I think it could have been yesterday, but I, I don't know. I, I think it was today. I don't know. So, but so, I know it was one of the two days, but I know it's his birthday. It's been all over the place. Happy so, birthday, Nick. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday to Nick Perdomo. What a great family guy he is. I appreciate yeah, the fact that I work with my uh, son and he works with his son. and his. It's, it's amazing. So uh, join us next uh, Friday for that, uh, Nick Perdomo. As far as tonight goes, guys, it is it's Friday Night Herf. Yeah. So we'll get on the dojo verse, check into your favorite cigars, check into your favorite, uh, show us what you're drinking, show us what you're smoking. Uh, tell us some now playing. What music, what music, we talked a lot about music tonight, Emmett. So, we did. Uh, t- show us what you're listening to as you're smoking. It'll be a fun night. Until next Friday night, remember, guys, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next Friday night. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.